Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing. Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life. This is with Matt Burkeen, two-stroke guy, uh, out there in the 450 Motocross Nationals. And I had a little hesitation about talking to Matt over the last year or so, and I'll tell you why as you listen to the podcast. But uh, thank you to the folks at, at FXR Racing, whether it is uh, uh, Phil Nicoletti, whether it's Mike Brown, Chris Kiefer, Garrett Marchbanks, uh, J-Mart, FXR is out there. Uh, Brock Tickle still wearing FXR, testing for Cowie. FXRRacing.com. Pulpamex is 30 is the code to save with those guys. Uh, thank you to the folks at FXR. Great stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, they got a lot more than just moto gear. Please check out their website, casual wear, uh, fishing stuff. Pookie's got a fishing shirt for the sun. Uh, she loves it. It works good. So thanks to the folks at FXR. Race Tech as well. Racetech.com. Uh, so sponsors of Matt, as we as we found out in this podcast. Uh, Racetech.com. Pulp23 is the code to save. They do motor work. They do suspension work. They got off-road stuff. They got moto uh, stuff as well. Vintage is huge for those guys. They just did my vintage stuff for my 90YZ. So thank you to the folks at Racetech. They could do anything and everything when it comes to suspension and motors. And, uh, yeah. You go check it out. Use the code. Tell me. Listen to Pulp to save. Thank you to the folks at Roost MX, Maxis, uh, Firepower Parts, um, as well as Namira Pistons. We'll tell you more about those guys as we go on. But Seat Concepts as well. Pulp MX 23 at Seat Concepts. They're proudly handmade and developed in the USA by true motorcycle enthusiasts. Seat Concepts offers a wide variety of seat options from stylus replacement covers to complete seats, as well as height and width profiles. Uh, each seat incorporates a proprietary foam formulation that is designed to provide unmatched support and impact dampening. SeatConcepts.com, whether it's on-road or off-road, SeatConcepts.com, Pulpamex 23 is the code to save. And Zool's bags as well. All of Zool's bags are overbuilt and underpriced. They pride themselves on offering not only quality, but practical functionality as well. Uh, Z-L-U-Z, uh, help Zools pack your passion. Pulp 23 is the code to save. Uh, they understand the wear and tear your luggage goes through, and Zools was born from an extensive background in the luggage and moto industry. Check them out, Z-U-L-Z, Zools. Pulp 23 is the code to save. Uh, they got some really cool bags. They got maybe, possibly, the biggest motocross gear bag ever made out there. So please check that out. Pulp 23 is the code to save at Zools. Tell you more about the other guys later. Uh, thank you to uh, Matt Perkeen for doing this. Really appreciate it, and uh, pretty good interview. And uh, yeah, cheer him on this summer. He's doing he's doing really well. It's cool to see two stroke guy uh, getting in that easily, and because uh, it ain't easy, trust me. All right, here we go. All right, everybody, as promised on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life, got a two stroke warrior on the line. Uh, he's been you've seen him at the nationals the last couple of years on a YZ250, and uh, happy to catch up with him. Uh, presented by the folks at Namira, Firepower, Maxis, Zool, Seat Concepts, Roost MX. It's Matt Burkeen. What's up, Matt? How are you, man? I'm great. I'm stoked to be uh, on the show, and thank you for having me, and I'm uh, ready for a good chat, man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for doing this. I I mean, honestly, uh, I got I to gotta just be up front. Like, I didn't really know you. We have lots of mutual friends. I had to ask people that we know, our mutual friends, like, hey, is this Burkeen guy cool or what? Because I've been bit by some two-stroke guys. I don't know. You know, like, I've been I've been attacked by some two-stroke people. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I – I actually did see the attack upon you last year during Supercross right. on, uh, by right. the two-stroke rider. But I – I will not be doing any attacking. We are just two smoking and having fun. I don't plan on attacking anybody ever. So we're all just about fun and good times on this program. Well, here's the thing. And, and again, I got to be honest. Like, I I raced 
you know, I raced. I made it to pro. I wasn't very good, but I raced for a long time, and uh, that's, that's my background. And then, obviously, as a mechanic for a long time. And when I see, quote-unquote, you two-stroke guys, right, I always think to myself, like, dude, they don't really – they don't care about doing that well. They just want to be a sideshow, right? And and I, I'm wrong in some cases, like Lesher and all that. Like you know, same thing. I didn't know Lesher. I got to know him, but like with with the other guys, I, I just so I I honestly keep my distance a little from the two stroke guys because I'm not quite sure what their programs are all about. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I I kind of expected that. I even I used to listen to the show way back when when uh, you guys had Stank on and you were talking about lobster calls yeah, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, for me, and I, I totally understand like how people would get that because that's definitely what it looks like from from afar. But for me, I've just had a YZ two fifty two stroke since about twenty eighteen. I started racing one, and I actually I first got it just to ride because I had so much fun on it, and uh -huh. then um, it, it kind of turned on into me racing it locally and just you know kind of doing what i could and having fun on it yeah, um, i never yeah. expected it to, to turn out to where it is now but um for the longest time the yz250 wasn't homologated for pro racing so i never even really got to think about it um and then last year they i guess the, they changed the yz the 2022 a little bit like just body work and stuff so i yeah. guess yamaha decided to pay to homologate it and uh like me and my girlfriend we just go racing out of a truck and just have fun like real low-key like lo very loose program um, and we, we were like, shoot, like our bike is legal now. Like we might as well go try a few. And, uh, at first last year I had only signed up for high point and red bud. And then I started to get some support. The first one at high point went really, really good. Okay. And, um, it just has kind of spiraled from there. And I mean, I definitely, like I said, I get where the sideshow thing comes from. Um, I definitely want to do as good as I can. I know that I'm making it a lot tougher on myself riding a two stroke, but I actually had, a yz450 last fall for um money races and i actually really didn't even like it so i am just truly i'm just truly a two-stroke guy man yeah. i really am well how old are you you're not old enough to have raced two strokes really right no so i'm i'm 27 so whenever okay. i was in the b class yeah. and i was like 15 i rode a yz250 a little yeah, bit you're, I yeah i didn't know you were that old so yeah you have a little bit experience then yeah 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 a little bit and it just the main reason i got it i'm sure is a lot of people that are listening no man it's just cheap like i bought one off of facebook marketplace for like three thousand dollars and that's where this all started so um basically just like the ease of access and the the, the cost is what yeah. got me into it yeah I, I had to ask a couple people like is this guy cool and then i had to follow you on social media and you are a good follower you're funny uh, and I'm like, okay, like I, <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to interview this guy because, yeah, you know, it is interesting. Your story is interesting for sure, but I just never quite know. I got my guard up on two-stroke guys, Matt. That's all. But uh, man, yeah. uh, so okay, so let's yeah, lots to talk about. First of all, I'm really surprised you you're obviously a, a really good rider because you are not having a problem qualifying. I mean, you're not killing it. But again, you're on a two-stroke on the Nationals. But, dude, it doesn't really look like you struggle to get in. You're in uh, every week. Yeah, I hope we don't jinx myself and I have a bad red butt. But so far, <laughs> I've been able to go been able to go for four for four. And yeah. um, I haven't really been too close to the bubble either. Um, I'd like to think um, really just because I've been um, like primarily a local racer for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I think like my sprint speed is definitely my asset. And it's even – it's gotten kind of hard. It's been kind of hard for me to adjust to the 30 plus twos. Cause I swear my body and brain are just programmed for like five <laughs> laps as fast as I can go. Uh -huh. Um, but I, I actually, um, as far as qualifying goes, I really 
there hasn't really been one race besides maybe Bud's Creek last year where I've really like showed, I think my full potential on a lap. I've actually been kind of not putting my best foot forward. I don't think so. I feel like I have a little more to give, but I have been stoked on where I've been qualifying, especially high point. I think I was 25th. So that was my first time in the top 25. I was hoping to do a little bit more like that in the motos, but we yeah. had some issues. Yeah. It, it, it's, you know, you look at Lakewood and elevation and you look at high point with the mud and the hills and the off cambers and yeah, like things that shouldn't work great on a two stroke, you're still putting it in there. So yeah, good job yeah, on that. I was, Thank you. I appreciate it. I was definitely worried about um, Colorado, especially like the first time I rode up the start hill. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I don't know if this is going to work out. But uh, I I ended up having to drop seven seconds a lap from the first practice to the second practice to put it in there. I don't really know how I did it, but um, I was definitely stoked to make it because I think Thunder Valley and Southwick will be my two toughest ones. Just Thunder Valley with the altitude and then Southwick. You would think the sand would still be good for a two-stroke, but I'm just not a big sand guy, and I've never been to Southwick, so that's kind of my next one on the list. That'll yeah. be a really hard one. But I was I was stoked to get it done at Thunder Valley. That altitude had me coming off the track about cross-eyed, but I, <laughs> other than that, I enjoyed it. I was looking at the vault. Uh, so some of the races on the vault, say you were on a 250F last year, but you were not, right? No, so yeah. I was on a YZ 252 stroke the whole time. The whole time. I did, uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, I did six nationals in 2014 I on a 250F that. and yeah. then one in 18, but I've been on the two stroke ever since. And so I'm guessing like in 2014 when you rode the 250 class on a on a KTM, that was your attempt at like, I'm going to be a pro racer. I'm going to try to do the best I can, you know, see what I can do. I'm, I'm guessing there was a mindset in 2014 is a little different than the mindset in 2023. <laughs> yeah, a lot different. I, I was in uh, the B class in 2013, and, like, I wasn't, like, the top amateur, but I feel like I was really close. Like, the guys that came out of my class were uh, Plessinger, Jordan Smith, and RJ. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I had a lot of competition. I feel like I was just a, just a, a notch under them. Um, but then the following year was supposed to be my A class year, and I didn't really have much support. So my dad and I, we were kind of just like, well, if we're going to – spend all our money going racing we might as well go all the way so we decided to just skip the a class and do the nationals out of the pickup in 2014 i think we did six of them and we did not have a very good bike and it was kind of like an attempt at like let's be a pro racer and see where this goes but at the same time i feel like we were almost too realistic about it like i I think we kind of knew that unless i just pulled something really special out of my ass nothing was probably going to come of it but we did give it our best Mm -hmm. shot for sure right yeah when i look at the i talked to lesher for one of these earlier and you know he really came on late in the year and made some mains which is great um what's and so i'm guessing some of the same things apply to you but like, where do you think your bike is good at? Where do you notice yourself having a bit of advantage, if at all? And where do you notice, I mean, the obvious is just horsepower up hills where you get uh, some issues. Yeah, so I think the the strengths of the bike, I think it handles a lot better than a 450, especially for me, just because I'm used to how light it is and all. So I really like the handling and then, um, like, the small switchback sections or even, like, some of the off-cambers at high point, like, really technical spots. I feel like I'm able to, to put the bike where I want it a lot better. Um, obviously the, the disadvantage is it does struggle up the hills and stuff, and especially the start. Like I think, uh, I think at high point, the first moto, like I yanked both the people, one of them was Lorenzo, your boy from wildcat, but yeah. I yanked both of the, I yanked both of the guys, uh, right and left of me off the start. And I still came out like 30th. So it feels <laughs> yeah. like no matter what I, it feels like no matter what I do, I'm stuck in the back 10. So that's definitely my biggest issue. I've been, been running the, the scoop tire to try to make up for it, but you can only make up, but so much without 200 cc's. So on off cambers, you feel it because the bike's lighter and you can just kind of like 
putt around the, the inside or, or up the high line? Like, I would think it would work worse on off-cambers. Tell me what you think about the handling and all that. No, so, like, if it was, like, a, a slippery off-camber with not a very good rut, uh-huh. I would think, yeah, it would be way worse. Uh-huh. But I guess I just have high point high point fresh in my mind where it was yeah. seven-foot-long ruts, deep <laughs> ruts. So, okay. um, I think for something like high point, it was better just because the bike's so nimble and I can put it where I want it. But when it's hard and slick, um, it's kind of sketchy for sure, especially, like, Hangtown. It was really tough to ride Hangtown on the two-stroke. Yeah. Do you have full motor work and race gas and ECU and everything? Um, so no ECU. All I really have is a head and cylinder, um, V-force reeds, and then an FMF pipe. Yeah. And then I, last year I wasn't even running race gas, but this year I actually am running race gas. So that's been a good improvement. But um, other than that, that's yeah. really about it. It only costs six hundred bucks for me to do what I did to my bike. I've got some good deals. Yeah. Do it, but I always think it's really effective. I mean, I'm really happy with how it runs. Who does the motor for you? Uh, JMS Performance. He's okay. out of Indiana. He used to do uh, like bar shows. Yeah, he's got a spin that I think he can do with his eyes closed because he's <laughs> been doing it for so long. So he's really got me dialed in, yeah. and I'm stoked with the motor package. It's been running awesome. Listen, it is a 252 stroke, but that's a good bike. Uh, I, it, it, Yamaha makes a really good two stroke. So, you know, that part, suspension, motor. Uh, yeah, you have, to be comf- you have to be stoked with probably how it's working. Yeah, and I mean, like you say, the, the YZ50, it's just so good out of the box. Like, I actually, last year, my first two rounds, I even rode stock suspension. So it wasn't ideal, but it just kind of proves to you how good a bike that really was made in 2005 still is today. It's pretty sick. Yeah, I know, absolutely. So what's your deal for that? Like, are you just you're just driving with you and your chick in a van? Like, what, what what's your what's your program? No, so last year it was me and my chick at all the races, but um, she's got a really good job as a finance manager at a dealership, so she's only able to come to some of them this year. Mm-hmm. So I actually just uh, hopped in my Dutch Dakota pickup truck and packed it to the brim with pretty much everything I owned and sent it out west by myself and met some people out there to help me. Um, so I was solo the first two, and then my girlfriend flew out for Colorado, so was stoked to have her for the third round and then last weekend i actually at high point um her dad came with me and he's like the biggest fan of all time of motocross and he's just like <laughs> a complete a complete trip yeah um so he came he came with me for high point and then uh red butt i think i'm going up myself again meeting my family um most of the rest of them i should be going to myself by myself and meeting people i know my girlfriend's supposed to go to washougal yeah. and unadilla but um it should for the most part just be me and meeting some buddies in the pickup wow that's hardcore man so you've been kind of finding places to stay practice or going back home in between that's like coming up uh, this summer that'll be your plan yeah so i uh i'm able to get in some riding down at south of the border which is a really good spot for me to ride they've got like a good group it's down there. I mean, sometimes I get my ass kicked by B riders on a Tuesday down there, so it's good for me. <laughs> sure. Um, but I, I'll be able to go there. I will probably be able to come home after every race until Millville. Then obviously going that far, I'll have to go to Millville and Washougal back to back and yeah. all the way home. But then the last three, I'll be able to come back and do some riding as well. Those those first three were gnarly, just being so far away from my home base. But yeah, um, I was I was super thankful to have people to stay with and people to help me out. I wouldn't have been able to do it without them, but. Um, it was it was definitely gnarly. Like I slept in the front seat of my truck a couple times on the way to uh, to California and then Thunder Valley. Yeah. But I mean, if, that, if that's all I got to do to get to the race and do what I love, then honestly, that ain't shit, man. It don't bother yeah. me in the least. Yeah, yeah. Shoestring budget. I like it. That that's awesome, though. Um, 
Matt Burkeen on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. I want to thank the folks at Maxxis. Get ready to tread victoriously with the new Maxxis Moto Tires. Experience the full shred potential of the two treads designed for soft to intermediate, intermediate to hard terrain, developed with uh, and tested with McGrath. Grip stability and predictability that surpasses all others. Available now at your local Maxxis dealer or online at shop.maxxis.com. A-Ray, running the new Maxxis tires. He's on a 450, and Matt's out-qualifying him. I just want to point that out most weekends. Um, <laughs> poor, poor A-Ray. Um, Max, Maxxis MX Series. Thank you to the folks at Firepower Parts as well, uh, whether it's Max Ancy, Dean Wilson, Firepower Parts, Honda. And uh, they got oil now as well, chains, batteries, oil, a lot of parts from Firepower guys. Uh, please check them out at your local dealer, motorsport.com, firepowerparts.com. So how are you? How are you doing this on money? How 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 is it going? Like obviously it's two fifty to enter each race, and you got your gas and you're staying with friends. The purse money's better this year, but still not great. Like financially, how are you making this work, Matt? Um. So really, the toughest part was at the very beginning of the season, dropping all the signups for all eleven rounds at once, just to make sure I like got into all of them. So that was probably yeah. the toughest part, but. Um, I'm super thankful and lucky. I have a lot of great supporters behind me. I would definitely not be able to do it without them. Um, my title sponsor is a car dealership, and he does, like, Porsches, Lambos, and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So he has an awesome business that he helps me out with. Um, a couple of my other bigger sponsors are um, an online retailer, um, an insulation company, um, another sponsor from amateurs, actually. I doubt you've ever heard of the um, company Serious Racewear. They used to be around a while ago, but mm -hmm. um, the old the old owner of that actually bought me a YZ250 to race this year, so super thankful for that. Um, so I, I definitely wouldn't be able to do it without a bunch of people helping me. And then on top of that, um, as, uh, or on top of the race winnings, which we all know, um, they're a little better this year, <laughs> we, but winnings not enough. Winnings in quotations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, just saying that to make myself feel a little better. But we all know they're not enough to keep us all the way afloat. So yeah. um, I think I think like if I get 30th to 40th, I think uh, between MX Sports and Yamaha, I think it's $900. But um, the other thing that helps me out too, um, I do a lot of vlogs and content and stuff for my YouTube. Yeah, and I, yeah. ne I never thought that it would be at this point, but that's actually making money too. So that is kind of another reason um, why it makes sense for me to continue to do this. Because like I said, we all know that the, uh, the, the purse money is not enough to make yeah. this work. Yeah, I know you're a big uh, influencer guy that way. And so I was going to ask you that that's doing well then for you? Yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely not good enough to, like, live off of it or anything, but it's it's been awesome for some supplemental income and to help pay for some parts and keep me going. And um, on top of that, it's it's something I just really enjoy, and it, it's, like, it's kind of a fun way to express myself while kind of making some money and marketing myself at the same time. I've really, like, always liked doing it, and yeah. uh, hopefully I can do a lot more in the future with it because, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like work, really. It's just a, it's something fun to do. How's MX Sports and their filming and all that? I know they've tried to be more open for vloggers and things. How, how are they? No, they've actually been awesome. Okay. Um, they, they had me at Hangtown. They had me sign a piece of paper, which I thought I was good through last year, but it was just like a release about the vlogging and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, they've, they've been great. They just had me sign the paper, and they've been cool with everything. And, right. uh, yeah, I got nothing bad to say. I mean, they've given me the platform to, to do what I do. I've kind of been been trying to build my audience all year for this summer so i'm kind of stoked that it's finally here you know yeah yeah that's kind of like again before i talked to you for this i followed you on social and watched some stuff just to make sure you were normal and uh yeah it's good stuff it's funny yeah. um you know you have a good sense of humor you're you're you kind of know what your deal is and uh and yeah i can see where people 
get behind you and follow you. You know, there was a fight at High Point. Did you get that? I don't know if you noticed it. There was a like a no. Yeah. So I I think that was on Amateur Day. I was did okay. uh, <laughs> I did re I did repost it on the gram. But what I did catch at High Point is uh, during the LC class with no jersey and just a chest protector yeah so i did get that yeah yeah i guess it got ripped <laughs> off i heard i did some digging on that i heard it got ripped off in a crash i don't know man yeah but, uh, but then you it also looked like it, it looked like it got it looked like it got shredded up by the wildcat racing team <laughs> yeah exactly right um <laughs> i hate one of the things you 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 do these arena cross series and um they're like victory sports ones, or I don't even know. Phil did one of them, right, uh, a couple times. Yep. And, and and I've heard some hilarious stories about these. And you, that's what made me first discover you. Well, you you did a crash reel, and A-Ray and I and a couple other people were DMing each other and fucking dying. Uh, these <laughs> crashed, like, I guess you were just in the stands watching the amateurs go. But, dude, a couple of these guys absolutely send it. It's great. Yeah. It's it's actually incredible. I mean, it's not even me really. Like, obviously, I'm just I'm just sitting there filming the stuff, but I'm not really doing anything. All the props and praise has to go to the riders. Of <laughs> but the you, crash. you you have to be filming it, going, "Oh, this is gold. This is amazing." <laughs> oh, I I like can barely contain myself sitting in the stands, and like obviously the arenas are so small, so I just sit on one end and I can catch everything. And then as soon as I see something going down, which seems to be like every thirty seconds, I just focus on that and. I mean, sometimes sometimes I don't have enough eyes or lenses for it all. It's so crazy. I'm sure you've heard from, from Phil and some other people the stories of Asheville, it, but that place is incredible. It's absolutely amazing. It makes me want to fly out and cover one. Uh, the guy the, the guy on the finish line just died, just stuck oh it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had a guy whose pit bike caught on fire mid-race, and he still went over the checkered flag with a flaming pit bike and then ditched it. I mean, you see it all. Yeah, and Phil raised the couple to get i don't know if he wanted money or to, he was coming back from injury i don't exactly remember and yeah he got into it with somebody flying tacos got some great stories it's <laughs> i like i just i gotta go man i gotta go check these out yeah they're incredible and unfortunately so the the building manager of that Asheville race i guess got replaced by somebody who i guess sucks because they said no more motorsports at Asheville, so they're hopeful that that person gets canned soon and maybe they can go back to Asheville. But as of now, 2022 might've been the last we see oh, of Asheville. No way. But really? Oh. It's, it's honestly, it's sad. My YouTube's probably going to have to, to declare bankruptcy this winter because that place is gold. Uh, it's on your social. So, so I want, if people want to watch it, I don't know how far back it is. It's on your Instagram, right? Um, yeah. So if you go back, I'm trying to think yeah. maybe like nine, nine or 10 posts, maybe you got to be down into them. And yeah. there's probably like 15 or 20. <laughs> I would go I would go every weekend and and I would do like a reel for Friday night and Saturday <laughs> night. I was not short on content at all. Those guys deliver out. Absolutely. I, I, even, yeah. I even I even had to put myself in a couple of them cuz there was one in West Virginia where um I, I was running outdoor suspension so probably not ideal but I got kicked <laughs> coming out of the whoops and I couldn't get to the brakes and literally just hit this berm and jumped straight into a concrete wall. So <laughs> I I even had to put myself in a couple yeah. of them. Absolutely absolutely dying and uh it's just it's great. Yeah, KP was telling me did they did he do one too? Um 
He said a bike from another lane hit him. A bike came flying out of another lane, just took him out. It's just great. <laughs> yeah, so so actually the first arena cross I ever did, Asheville, I think 2019, on my 2014 Facebook Marketplace two-stroke, mm-hmm. and KP was there. I was having to race like KP and Jimmy D and yeah. uh, Marshall, a bunch of those guys. But I remember KP raced the first night, and I think he won both of them. So it was like a $1,600 night, like yeah, decent night's work, and he was not – present for the second night he said i'm good i'm out <laughs> i don't want to do it can you can you yourself can you make okay money at th- that kind of stuff so um ever since covid the payout is a lot less than it used to be it mm-hmm. used to be 800 bucks a main win which was like pretty sweet um but they would be stacked they'd be like an east coast supercross but now the payouts i think a little bit less than half but there's way less than half the competition so mm-hmm. honestly as far as the sketch factor goes i'm kind of cool with how it is now sure um but this winter, I was hurt a lot, so I only really got one good Asheville race. But the one I had that was good, I won all the mains, and I think got all the whole shots, all all the whole shots, but one. And I, it was seventeen hundred bucks. So for racing in a barn, I, yeah, that's pretty good for me, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, not bad at all. No, you'll take it for sure. So uh, again, you're, you're you're real popular socially on social media, and you're on a two-stroke, which adds popularity. Are you finding yourself, like, I mean, I don't know where you're pitted, like if you're in the back 40 or whatever. I don't know at these nationals. I haven't seen you. But are you finding people seeking you out and, and, and fans and, like, either supporting you with, with, with donations or, you know, just, just helping you out? Like, how's that been? Because, again, the two-stroke guys are out there, and I'm, I, I get bit by them, and I'm scared of some of them. But they are, <laughs> they are loyal, and, and the fans dig it. So how's that been for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I see where you're coming from. We do kind of have a bit of a cult following out <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, I, I don't want anything to do with it sometimes, man. You guys are scary. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's been awesome. You would not believe some of the drunk dudes that come through my pits just, like, throwing money at me. And uh, <laughs> we we have definitely been in the back 40, but people still yeah. can find us somehow. And even, yeah. like, at High Point, we High Point, we did a top-end rebuild between motos because my uh, bike was detonating in the first moto. Okay. And, uh, we probably had, like, we probably had 30 people at our pit just watching us rebuild the bike. Really? Jeez. Oh, yeah. It was it was crazy. Like, I, I look up from working, and there's just, like, a bunch of people standing around watching us. It was pretty cool, actually. Well, did you run out of race cast? Why are you detonating? What's going on? So, I ran the, the same top end the first three rounds, and I didn't realize High Point was going to be a mud bog. In oh, the yeah. So... I thought I was going to be good. It was honestly a, a bad decision on me. And then uh, Saturday morning at High Point, I actually got stuck in a mud hole. So I think that finished it off because, like, third <laughs> lap, it, third lap, it started detonating. And I, it just wasn't worth it to me to, to like, finish it off for no reason. Yeah. So I thought we were going to be done for the day. But I actually, by the grace of God, decided to bring a piston for some reason, which I never do. So we had the people to do it and the parts to do it. And, uh Knocked out a top end in about 45 minutes and made it back to the gate for Moto 2, only to have another problem. But uh, <laughs> lived by another day. Uh, can you do a top end? How, how we do? No, so uh, I was definitely the least competent person of the group. <laughs> I, I can do some stuff, but unfortunately, and I know a top end on a two-stroke isn't hard. I just, uh, yeah, I don't really, I don't really trust myself. So that's honestly something that gets outsourced. But I was super thankful to have people that knew what they were doing around because yeah. without them, I would have been screwed. You could almost bring uh, a cylinder head with less compression, and if you if it's muddy or it gets really hot or something, you could put the lower compression cylinder head real real quick. Even you could do that. Drain the water. You know, pop off that's the head. That's actually a really good idea. That's a good idea. I never even thought about that. And then just put a lower compression head on and make it through the day, you know? so Yeah, that's a really good idea. It's it's almost like I was a mechanic at some point. You know? So, yeah, when you see me at Redbud with a lower compression, 
been on standby, you'll know uh, your influence has reached. <laughs> you know, some of some of the the two stroke stuff that I just don't get is because I mean, I'm old. Like I worked on two strokes. I wrote two strokes my whole life. I was a mechanic forever on two strokes. I don't really get I, the sound of it. Doesn't do anything for me because I just I've heard it for forty years. So some of it is just me being a crotchety old guy. And like, yeah, you know, I need to realize that some of these guys do like the way it sounds and feet, you know, and and works and everything else. But to me, I'm just like, yeah, big deal. It's a two stroke. I've been there. You know, I don't know. So. Yeah, and I mean that—that's kind of what I was thinking for the longest time too. I mean, I didn't buy that bike um, with plans of like, oh, everybody's gonna love this and I'm right. gonna get popular and this and that. Like, I—I I just bought it because I loved it, and it's—it surprised me as much as anybody that that people have gotten behind it as much as they did. And even before the season last year, I told my girlfriend like, man, like you never know, like this this could like blow up and become something. Like it may not, yeah. or it may you never know, and and it actually has become way more than either of us would have ever imagined i mean i i thought i was just doing last year to to get my name out there for my business of training kids back mm-hmm. here at home and and here we are still doing it again so i'm stoked it still makes sense and yeah i never thought at life i never thought i would be doing all 11 nationals i mean i've quit and gone to college and then <laughs> oh really quit oh, again okay. yeah, and yeah. gone back to college i feel like i've I've done it all and didn't think this is what I would be doing, but I sure as hell am glad it is. Oh, that's cool. So you actually quit for a while. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I've, I, after that 2014 season, I was going to do Supercross in 15. Um, and then I tore my ACL the week before the race uh, for mm-hmm. the start of East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the year before that, I was supposed to do Supercross as well and broke both my wrists the week before. So me and Supercross don't really get along. I'm going to have to leave that to Lesher. Um, but I quit, I've probably quit for like a year, a year and a half at a time. I think two or three times. I've definitely not been, been all in the whole time, but it's been probably four or five years since I've quit recently. So I think we're on a good streak here. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing all right. I was going to, one of the questions I have written down for you was why no super cost, but yeah, just, just not the, not didn't gel with it. Huh? No, I just, I gotta be, I gotta be real. I don't think I have the talent for it. I mean, I couldn't even make it, I couldn't even make it through barn cross arena crosses this year without getting myself hurt. So yeah. if you just take it, take it to a bigger scale. I feel like I might leave in a body bag and that's not what anybody wants. I don't think. Leave it to the guys, the professionals like flying taco. Leave it to those guys. Yes. Yeah, exactly. God, I was praying for him to get an entry into your race, man. Taco yeah. is wild. We he's, were, a, he's a big fighter at Asheville. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard. Uh, I watched his GoPros too and, it's phenomenal. He just he he took a guy out and he took himself out at the same time. I loved it. It was, it was just great. So yeah. Um, uh, FXR Racing. Thanks to those guys. When you talked about FXR, you talk about guys like Mike Brown and uh, Phil Nicoletti, to name a few. Garrett Marchbanks, FXR guy, crushed it this past weekend. Uh, FXRRacing.com. Type in the code PulpMX30 to save and race tech as well. Suspension work, motor work. Uh, please. Uh, use the code PulpMX to save. Tell them you listen to PulpMX. They'll give them a discount. Get your suspension done. Go drop some gold valves in there. And, uh, yeah, thanks to the folks at Racetech for coming on board. Also, RoostMX, Pulp Nation, the code to save. Graphics and more from those guys, uh, RoostMX.net. they got a whole Pulp Nation section on their website. So thanks to the folks at Roost. And as well, Namira, you talk about two-stroke pistons. Namira's got it. Save 15% right now on all Namira products from DennisKirk.com. 15% off all Namira products. No code needed. Uh, they got exciting new stuff coming for 2023. Whether you're building uh, a YZ250 like Matt, uh, your vintage bike, rebuilding a new 450, Namira has a full line of cast and forged pistons, connecting rods, gasket kits, and more. Uh, so check out those guys as well. Big District 23 people, of course. So 
thank you to those guys. Uh, Matt, your dad uh, works for the AMA. Uh, he's like the, he's like pretty important at the AMA, huh? Yeah, so he, for a long time, like as long as I can remember, he's always been like kind of involved. Like mm-hmm. he refereed a lot of races when I was growing up and just – he's kind of always been that, that kind of dude that just likes to be involved. Like even when I played football, when I was younger, like he just had to, to jump on the coaching squad. Um, but he, he loves moto. He mm-hmm. lives, eats, breathes moto. And he, he started, um, I think at a lower position and I think he might've been promoted twice now, but, um, he's, I'm not sure exactly what his title is. He but, seems important. Uh, yeah. I think he's like <laughs> Mike under Mike Pellet. I feel like that's not a, a terrible position to be no, in, but no. he, he doesn't really, he doesn't really do anything with pro racing. So it, I wish it, I wish it was this easy, but it's not like I can be like, you know, Hey dad, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I get this, like now it, it's not it like, doesn't work like that. your dad's not lifting the, uh, lifting the banner for you to go underneath and qualifying or anything. So <laughs> no, definitely not. And like, I've even read the comments, the tenfold hat comments of like, Oh, Burkine gets bikes free from Yamaha because of its dad, because of his dad. And I'm just like, man, like I'll send you this $8,500 invoice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what uh, did you you had to have asked your dad about Claimgate last year and gotten dragged into that? Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> that one was crazy. I even spent like thirty minutes at uh, Paula this year talking to Michael Lindsay about it. But uh, I think he's I think he's glad that one's over because, as you guys know, anything with the word vegan in it is like yeah, just spreads spreads like wildfire. But actually, that whole situation. Um, I kind of feel like I took advantage of it in a way because they had that whole claim deal and then um, Deegan was going pro right after that. So he was racing Bud's Creek Pro National Amateur Day, the uh-huh. Pro-Am to get pro points. Yeah. And it was right after the claim gate and all that stuff. So like Deegan was even more popular than ever. And I stayed to race with Deegan on Amateur Day and actually had like a couple small little back and forth. So he had me covered, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, that helped grow my grow like my channel and my following i feel like it almost like doubled it. that was huge people people were just so gung-ho on deegan and then uh some random dude out of his truck on a two-stroke goes yeah. out and tries to race with him you, like people loved it so dude, that situation actually helped me out you add deegan into a two-stroke guy and oh my god right <laughs> yeah but it, it was cool i mean brian was like yeah man like thanks for staying and racing with hayden and yeah. got to race with uh with Hayden and Dax Benick. So, I mean, those yeah. are like the two top guys that are coming up um, next. So, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a cool experience. It was hard to do the day after 2.30 plus twos, but it, it was it paid off big time. Sure, sure. Does uh, does Kenny get you Fox stuff? Are you, are you a Fox guy? Like I see. Yeah, uh, so oh, yeah. Um, I, I actually – my uh, my graphics guy, Real Link Graphics, he started me out with um, getting me some Fox stuff because he's a dealer, okay. and he actually like bought me a few sets with his own money just to get me in the gear. And then um, Kenny and the boys, they gave me some boots last year, which I was super stoked on. And then yep. this year, um, they asked me if I needed anything, and I kind of, for lack of better words, kind of said like I'm I'm kind of out of everything. <laughs> I don't have anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of was the case. And uh, I showed up at Fox Raceway, and they they, they had like three trips worth of stuff for me to carry i couldn't believe it like they got me head to toe now so i couldn't be more thankful for what kenny and the guys are doing i mean he's even been building goggles for me um every weekend and i know he's got bigger fish to fry i mean he's got rocks and he's got the pc guy he's got the big dogs so for him to to do that for me and even like come up and ask me if everything's cool on the gate or like in the pits um they they really couldn't be treating me any better See, and that's a case where because of your uh, your your vlogs and your popularity, uh, a part of it being on a two-stroke, 
that's why Fox is helping you. And and you know, again, I got no I got no problem with that. But uh, um, yeah, that's that's a that's a positive of this. You're eating rocks from four fifties, but you are getting free Fox stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a solid, it's a solid trade off. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, so uh, look, obviously, we, you've seen the privateer results this summer with Master Pool and Drake and, uh, and all these guys. I'm guessing, Matt. I mean, shit, like, got to get a point, right? That's the goal. We're getting in top twenty. Yeah, I mean, coming into the season, I've been hurt all year, so I really came in with like zero base. So at first, that wasn't really what I was thinking, but. I've had like at least some flashes of being better than than last year so far. Like I haven't quite put it together that good, but I've had like a 26 and a 27 mm-hmm. at least. So yeah. I've been at least a little closer. My my first goal was to do two motos the same day in the top 25, just to try to get some consistency in there, and then hopefully hopefully I can knock that out at Redbud, and then um, some of these tracks coming up that I really like, some of these soft ones, maybe I can just completely pull my head out of my ass for a moto and somehow get me a top 20. I know. The way I've been riding the beginning of the season, I have a long way to go, but I'm starting to feel a lot better and a lot more comfortable and and, uh, a little bit more confident, and you know how that kind of spirals. So I'm really excited for the next few, and we're going to send it, man. I haven't been riding good enough these first few. I got a lot better, a lot more work to do. And so are you looking forward to Millville the most, or what are you looking forward to? Millville is definitely my favorite. I think I'm most looking forward to Millville and Redbud. Um, I'm also I'm looking forward to Southwick just because I've never been there and yeah. I love going to the new tracks. But I have a feeling that one's probably going to tear me a new one. Mm-hmm. But um, I think and I also um, most people probably don't have this on their list, but I'm actually stoked for Washougal too. I went there for the first time last year and I thought it was sick up until the second motos where you're just riding around in a bright room and then a dark room. Other than that, I think Washougal's sick. Yeah. I- I could see it working both ways on a two-stroke because it is slippery, but then again, you know, it's not. Yeah, I think I think it could work on a two-stroke in some ways. So Carson Bradford makes it work, man. Yeah. He crushed last year. Yeah, there's some big bounty purse thing for for Ross Hugel, I heard from the motorsport guys. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think Jet just put another five grand in it today, so I think it's fifteen grand. So so your goal is my, yeah. I, yeah. I've got my hands beyond full with Carson Brown. I mean, that dude's sick everywhere. And then obviously Washougal is like his home track. Yep. So he is going to be incredibly tough to beat. But, yeah, but dude, I mean, he, definitely... he can go down. His bike can break, whatever. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, if his if he goes down or something, like, I mean, that that would that would make my season. That's for sure. <laughs> I'd probably get I'd probably try to get a house if I got that. <laughs> Have you found yourself around the number 140 at all in these motos? Yes, a lot actually. So <laughs> I, I never met or spoken to A Ray until Paula, and I met him at Paula, and we've just kind of been hitting it off, shooting the shit. Jeez. And man, I've been, I've been either right in front or right behind A Ray. I think every moto except for the two at Paula, or yeah, yeah the two at Paula. But um, Thunder Valley, we were both way in the back, crashing together. He crashed <laughs> twice, and I crashed once within like five corners. So that wasn't cool, yeah. but. I definitely have been seeing the 140 a little more than I'd like because every time I see him, we're both way too far back. And I think that's honestly maybe worse for him because um, being that I'm on a two-stroke against a bunch of 450s, he's had to pass me way too many times, man. He's got to get off the gate. Yeah, you know, you know, he's struggling right now. He's pissed, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, he's every, – every track so far, all four, he said they totally suck. So I'm hoping that Red Bud's a little better for him because – there was a few of them I have agreed with them, like Hank yeah. Town kind of stuck. But yeah. um, I know that TGO ain't exactly a race specialty, but, I mean, no. he's out there grinding, man. You yeah. got to give it to him. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you're from North Carolina, so did you, do you have any Phil stories? 
Um, man, I actually don't have any Phil stories. I really don't. Um, I, I'm trying to yeah. think because he was, he was a club of Mex guy and yeah. I stayed at South of the border. So, so you, I, you never I went to club? You never did club stuff? Always South? No, yeah. I've, I've been there a couple days at a time, but I never lived there or anything. Right. So I, I, unfortunately, I don't really have any Phil stories besides him buying me shots at Atlanta Supercross on my 21st birthday just because I was with a mutual friend of his. He was like, oh, it's your fucking birthday. Let's go. And fucking, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. that, that sounds about right. So, yeah, yeah, okay. So, like, I was wondering if you were – even because uh, you're older, so I don't know if you had any JGR stuff or, or, or but maybe you were quitting at that. Maybe you were quitting. You weren't racing at that time or even Cooper Webb stuff or KP or any of those guys. Like you ride with any of those guys. Not really, though. Nah. So we got a bunch of Cooper Webb stuff because he, he's only a couple months older than me. And whenever I was younger, like 50s, even 65s, we would go to races in Cooper's Motorhome together a mm-hmm. lot. So I actually have a ton of Coop stories. And um, one thing that I do tell people now is, is he is – the exact same person now as he was whenever we were like six i mean <laughs> the way the way that he fucks with people like when he messes with rocks and like i have yeah. vivid memory i'm doing the same stuff to me when i was yeah. like six so yeah, yeah. he and and the best part was i think uh like his dad would encourage it too so i think that's been ingrained in him for a while but it's made him who he is he dude's a badass i didn't get to know him till recently i always thought he was super serious all the time because at the races he does kind of have like a serious face on and there's not a lot of humor but then away from the track uh you know i've gotten to know him on group texts and he's come to the house and did the show and like yeah the dude's actually really funny and really normal you know yeah i mean there's kind of like two different coops like obviously there's the race day coop where like don't don't talk to me don't look at me and then there's the coop that gotten to know and even like um, I was talking to AP at Paula, and I was like, yeah, like, where's Coop at? And he's like, ah, dude, Coop's shot on race day. Don't worry about him. Basically saying, like, he ain't going to talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah. And that's my impression of him. But then I've gotten to know him. And, dude, on group text, I mean, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's great. So um, so you grew up with him then racing. Yeah. Did you – I mean, look, I, I met him when he was on that CRF 150 through JGR, right? And J-Bone's like, hey, this, this could be the next star. He really said that. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. But – um. And I know he was overshadowed by AC at times, though they didn't always ride the same class. But did you see him back then being a two-time Supercross champion, national champion, all of that? Man, maybe my vision was clouded because I was racing him. But I'll be <laughs> honest with you, I, I didn't see it. And okay. I even really – I didn't see anything like that really coming until I think he was in the A class. Because even B class, um, I think at Loretta's, both classes, Matt Bichelia ended up beating him. Okay. So. Like, he was obviously one of the top dogs, but then um, his A-class year, he really, I think, started taking it a lot more seriously, and then um, he took a big step up because it went from where we could, where we would practice and I could at least, like, mm-hmm. kind of try to hang with him before um, before he went to the A-class, and then after he made that move, it was it was like we were doing different sports pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, you were like, what the hell happened? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, he got on the star team and they dialed in that bike right around that time. So yeah. I'm sure that helped, but that dude took a leap and I mean, he's still leaping. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Same thing happened with me way back in the day. I used to beat Blair Morgan and then, uh, I came back after a winner and, uh, we went to a race. I never saw the dude again. And then he went on to win the Canadian championships. And I was like, what happened? Why didn't I get any better? This guy just, you know, took off. So, uh, so, all right. You mentioned quitting this, quitting the sport for, and going to school. Do you, do you have a degree or do you have some, some, you know, something that you want to do outside of racing uh, when you're done? 
No, so I, I've got an associate's degree, and then um, I was going to school for business with a concentration in marketing. I was going to NC State University, and I got my first few semesters in, and um, I really wasn't liking it. Like, I wasn't sure why I was even really doing it, um, but I was kind of pushing through. And then I had an internship where I had, like, a real job for a mm-hmm. summer, like, in a cubicle, you know, suit and tie, all that. And, man, I hated my life so bad while I was doing that. And I just was thinking, like, man, like, why am I why am I working this hard to do something that I don't even want to do? So um, I stopped going to school, which probably wasn't my brightest move, because if I would have just kept at it a little longer, I would at least have a degree. But, um <laughs> It's just not something I want to do, unfortunately. So maybe one day I'll regret it. But um, part of the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing is to try to do some networking, too, and meet some people because I really love the motocross industry. And I know that there's plenty of other things I can do to make more money. But I... I don't know. I've just kind of gone through some times in my life where I've not been very happy. And mm-hmm. uh, that that kind of has made happiness come a little bit more towards the forefront for me. So um, if I could find a job in the motocross industry where I could just like make decent money, but be really happy and be in an industry I love, then yeah. that, that would be super cool for me. So that's kind of like a soft goal of what sure. I'm doing as well. Yeah, absolutely. So this will this be the first year you do all of them? Yeah, this will be the first year ever that I've ever done all of them. And um, I hope it won't be the last, but it might be. You never know, especially um, just as far as like injuries and stuff go. I had a rough year coming up this year. I really wasn't even going to race this year until all the factory guys got hurt. Then I was like, well, fuck it. I might as well try. Uh, (laughs) I I actually, a couple days before Nashville Supercross, I decided I wasn't going to do any of them. And then uh, my girlfriend and I watched Nashville and watched everybody crash. And we just looked at each other and we were (laughs) like, yeah, we ain't ain't done. (laughs) Really? It was that, it was that close kind of. So it really was that close. I, I even, um, I didn't have anything ready whenever I went out West. So I actually had to ride Paula, um, on a stock motor, which was pretty crappy. I think that's why that was my worst qualifying, but, um, it was all last minute, but I, I would say I wouldn't change it. There was a couple things that I could have done better, but Mm -hmm. it's been an awesome journey, man. I've been having a blast. No, absolutely. FMF making you pipes. Are they giving you a lot? Is little D on board? Because like with Lesher, I think little D like Lesher was favorite rider. This, this past yeah. year, yeah. So no, de- definitely, it was sick to see how how uh, how behind Lesher they were, and they've they've been behind me as well. I think they did a little more with Lesher's program, but I'm, I'm sure he yeah. reached out. And uh, obviously, Supercross is like I think a bigger deal than what I'm doing too. Yeah. Um, but F- FMF, um, they are helping me out. They've been a long time sponsor of mine, so I I can't say enough good things about them. They actually came and brought me a pipe um friday before paula because the pipe i had on before that i had to jb weld it on press day so uh thank you to fmf for coming in clutch for me so my pipe didn't fall off on the track during the motos but yeah man you can't beat the fmf no uh also i remember as a mechanic like you know the last year i was on a i worked for a two-stroke rider nick way oh two uh so same motor as yours basically steel frame though yeah but like just had to change the pipe all the time, just bent and twisted from casing things and from rocks. And like a pipe was like weekly thing, put a new pipe on, you know? Yeah. That's, that's what, uh, my 2014 Facebook marketplace two stroke, I used to have the same problems. I think the frame was just like bent or something. I don't even know, but, um, I actually haven't had near as many issues lately. Like yeah. I actually had my, my last FMF pipe with the JB weld. I think I had that one going for like a year. So. Oh shit. Okay. It actually, right. it actually went pretty good. Yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, well, Hey man, uh, anything else? Did I miss anything? Do you, you want to thank anybody? 
Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, would like to th- thank you to you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Um, thank you to uh, my girlfriend, her dad, my whole family, everybody that's behind me as far as the moral support. Um, I appreciate them. Thank you to my title sponsor, HBI Auto. Um, thank you, AOMC, um, LTD, um, Real Ink Graphics, Fox, Dean Hushin Insulation, uh, Maynard Racing Performance, Race Tech. Thanks to my guy, Checkers. Um, thank you to Fox, Kenny Day, everyone there, Real Ink Graphics, um, JMS Performance, MX Tire, um, South of the Border MX. Um, shoot, I am probably forgetting some. I kind of suck. Wait, um, you're, you, you, you're a race tech guy? Oh, yeah, man. Checkers well, is my boy. What, when I was doing the race tech thing, you, you should have told me. I didn't know this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so here, a couple more. Um, Triumph of Harrisonburg, American Label Technology, KMS Heating and Cooling, um, Central Virginia Exterminating, Victory Sports, oh, you. MX Cairo. You got, you, got, uh, you got exterminators? You got air conditioning? Yeah, man. If you need any <laughs> services done, just hit up my sponsor list and you'll find something you can use. Yeah, really? I like it. I like it. Yeah, a Porsche dealer, an exterminator, an air conditioning place. Oh, yeah. Um, and then uh, All Metal Works, Talbot Enterprises, Works Connection. Um, and I think that's about it as far as the okay. companies go. But, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't be able to do it without uh, without all the support. Like these exterminating companies and uh, insulation companies, like they're honestly just really good friends of mine that love the sport and yeah. want to help. So huge thank you to them because without them, I would probably be in a cubicle somewhere hating it. <laughs> you know what's cool, though? Like, and again, I, 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 did, I did what you did, but only as a mechanic which is a lot easier, by the way. But I, I drove the whole series many years. I slept in truck stops. I slept in box vans. Now I didn't sleep across the front of my Ford truck. But the point is, is like you're getting a you're getting a you're getting a real lifetime of experience, right? Like you're older, sure, uh, but you know, ten years from now, whatever, you're gonna look back at this summer, and maybe next summer, you know, or whatever, and just think about these traveling and meeting these people and sleeping in your truck and but you're you're you sound matt like you love it and, and you're, you're you're treasuring it a little bit you know which is awesome oh 100 percent. i i'll tell you i feel like i'm living the dream and uh those factory guys that hear about me like sleeping in a truck and driving all the time like they probably don't think so but <laughs> i really do love what i really do love what i'm doing i wouldn't change it and uh like you said, it's going to be fun to look back years from now. That's another good thing about the YouTube. Um, I've actually yeah. heard weed. I've heard weed say this before, but YouTube never runs out of storage. So um, mm. it'll be nice that that stuff's on there for us to see from years to come too. Because we've even gone back and watched um, some of the things that we've done last year here recently, and it's only been a year, and it's really yeah. fun to look back on it. So I can only imagine 10, 20 years from now what it'll be like. Yeah, and also too, like you're, 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 you're again, you're pretty easily let's not jinx it but you're pretty easily making the motos so you're part of the show you're getting rewarded in a sense of making the motos on a on a disadvantage on a two-stroke so like yeah if you were if you weren't making the motos or you made one out of the first four or whatever i think it the the struggle would be a little tougher but to to do what you're doing which is pretty much easily make the motos uh and then i creep towards the top 20 like it's it's got to be somewhat rewarding yeah yeah, it definitely is. And I mean, that's, that's the thing too. Like, it, it's not like I'm doing this to, to get a factory ride or anything yeah. like obviously that, that stuff is long out the window. So really like, you know, when it's 25 minutes in the second moto and I'm smoked and tired and can barely breathe, like I'm really just pushing for, for personal pride and love of the sport. Like that's really all I got. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Right. Uh, well, cool, man. Um, 
yeah, if you're ever in Vegas and you want to stop by the Pulp Show, let me know. We'll get you in studio. I think people would like it. Um, oh man, that would be so cool. Yeah, just just let me know if you're whenever your travels take you. Uh, and I'm glad you're not some weirdo two-stroke guy. So that's cool. Um, we're good. We're good there. Um, so, uh, hey man, and like seriously, yeah, good job this summer. Like again, I checked the qualifying. You know, fantasy's a thing. So I'm I'm watching the names and I'm looking for fantasy stuff. And I'm like, yeah, shit, the dude's 25th in qualifying. He's 28th in like, yeah, you're you're you It's not easy, and you're putting it in. So you're riding really well. So thanks, man. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully we can talk again soon. I'll see you at Redbud with a lower compression head in my backseat. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. You have a good one.